0: Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazian. I'm Via Williams.
1: And I'm Sarah Reynolds. Oscar Wilde said, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Isn't that... I love that short and sweet. I love that. That's my motto. You do you,
0: boo. Yeah, (laughs) you do you, boo. That's my motto. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh but so true uh to be yourself right uh today we're going to do a quick episode on eight yes eight we're giving six plus two bonus um wait ways- it's kind of shaking <laughs> me up <laughs> i
2: know eight's kind uh, of putting me off kilter a little bit like it's six we always do six
1: yeah six plus two bonus easy steps to go. uh build rapport build rapport and i know that many of our listeners um This might probably come easier to you um, because you're an empire builder, and this is like easy for many empire builders to build rapport with with humans, but not always. There's a lot of um, empire builders, depending on what you do, that this could be a struggle with. This is a great episode to share with your team, to share with your business, those that are in um, your business every day. Um, Just a quick episode on eight easy things to build rapport uh, with others. So let's dive
0: in. Yeah, so number one is just to be yourself. It's like Oscar Wilde said, everybody else is taken. So be genuine to be someone that you're not. I think uh, this happens a lot. Maybe when we're starting out, we think we need to mold ourselves into someone that we aren't. And what happens then is when you're meeting with someone, they sense that. They feel that you're not being genuine. So, uh, you know, still dress professional and act professionally and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, just just be yourself and um, who you are at it, you will actually uh, be uh, able to develop rapport more quickly. Yeah, for sure. And then number
2: two is to just be warm and friendly. I mean, it's, you know, it is like like it says it is. But the first part of that is to smile. And if you're doing phone sales, whether you're in a store and you're greeting people or you're doing an open house or you're on the phone, people can hear your smile, even if they can't see you. So oftentimes when we're recording this podcast, I mean, you can hear me, I'm smiling right now. You can hear the smile, right? So it's really important. Um, whenever I'm doing voiceover work or anything on radio, I most of the time the DJs and you, you're smiling when you're talking. It's kind of one of those hacks, I think, you know, but I like a good eye contact. I think we all like that and a good firm handshake, Um, you know, being very present and engaging in the moment. You know, you're not distracted. You're just kind of, you know, looking at them. Um, the the one I think caution we all have uh, is you don't want to go too overboard and like (laughs) bounce on top of people and be a little too much Via or too much Sarah, too much Wendy, like all at once, you know? So you have to kind of be sure that you're um you're reserved enough to not freak people out if you guys ever done that? Like, I do this with babies sometimes. I get so animated that they cry. Like, <laughs> you, know, you don't want to do that to a client. So just don't scare the baby, but think that the baby is the client. I don't know. But yeah, wherever you are, just, you know, just be warm and friendly and engaged, not like pouncing on them like a tiger. Yeah.
1: For the record,
2: I think I've never made you- a baby cry like that, just for the record. I have. I have, for the record.
1: I, I think if, if people tell you that you have a uh, resting bad word face, based- um mm. then this is something to pay attention to how you come across. If mm, someone was so just fine. to look at you, would would they want to talk to you? Would they want to approach you? Um and so it it's important to like just be cognizant of that. Um number 3. You know, you know what the sweetest thing someone hears is? Yeah, their, their name, name. Their, their own name. name. And do your best to like if you have someone uh, that you are meeting that has a name like Vija. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it matters to them also how <laughs> you say how you say their name. Um and so which it, is
2: not Vija to be clear yes. to everybody <laughs>
1: listening.
2: <laughs> I'm smiling though, Sarah. I'm smiling. You can hear the smile.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those of us that have just regular names like Sarah or Wendy, um, you know don't don't get this a lot. But where's my that- Seychelle today?
0: I know. Where yes. Yeah, two, I think you guys do have super weird names.
1: You want to remember their name. And if, if you, um, so using their name throughout can help build trust. So when you're first talking to someone, using their name throughout the conversation automatically builds trust. Um, I always try to come up with something to remember their name Um, And if it is an unusual uh, pronunciation or you're struggling with pronunciation, it's better to attempt to say it and then say, did I say that right? And give them permission to correct you uh, because, again, the sweetest thing someone hears is their name. Um, And it catches their attention. It makes them know that you care about who they are um, and what they're about. And so um, number three was remembering their name.
2: Well, I think sometimes it can get a little salesy when people say my name all the time. You know, and like you kind of have that cheesy sales guy that's like, you know, 10 times probably didn't need to say my name like 10 times. Like that sales guy that kind of goes a little Agreed. overboard or sales gal. Agreed. Again, yeah. this is the same like you want to kind of it's the same as like coming on too strong. And for the second point, you know, we just want to be sure that we're using it, but not overusing it.
1: Yeah, I think this training was written for those that struggle with this topic. If someone is already good at building mm-hmm. rapport, be very careful about adjusting yourself if you're already good at this be careful about adjusting yourself to me that's a salesperson that probably already is good at building rapport overdoing it right but if this point. is an area that you struggle in do these steps because, because yes it, it um they're probably not doing it at all and so doing it some is better than obviously going crazy we don't want you going overboard but you do want to make sure that someone knows that you're invested in who they are and their name is a big part of that. So that's a great clarification. That. Thank yeah. You. And the only
0: other thing I'd add there is just to be mindful of pronouns mm-hmm. or maybe dealing with a name um, that might be foreign or, you know, just be careful around that too, just like you would the pronunciation of a name. Maybe you're dealing with mm-hmm. some, you know, going back and forth with somebody on yeah. email. Uh, so just be mindful of that. And uh, and then Good number tip. four is to just find common ground, right? They're, if you're meeting them, uh, somewhere out, what kind of car did they drive? Uh, what are they wearing, right? Notice what they're wearing. Common with them, right? Think of all the things that you have in common. I think it's a great idea if it's a high value client to do some research on them beforehand. Mm-hmm. You can do a quick Instagram check or a quick social media check. out. Maybe they're a dog person, maybe... Maybe you can just find out something that you have in common. And again, you want to be genuine, right? If you're not a dog person, find something else that you can uh, have in common with them. Uh, Don't be something that you're not.
2: Yeah, I look for logos, you know, like colleges or, you know, sports teams or something Mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes it's like um, band shirts or just something they're wearing to try to, you know. There, people have a lot of logos Logos are like a giveaway, I think. People wear a oh, lot of good giveaways. <laughs> um, all right, number five is give genuine compliments. My um, you know, uh, follow up to that on this is that the more specific, the better. When it's really broad, I think it can come off as insincere. And so I, um, I openly give compliments a lot, like that's just part of my personality. I enjoy it, I don't know, I enjoy verbally expressing what I'm noticing internally. And so like I, I will often tell a complete stranger, maybe at an open house, like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I really like the way you put that outfit together and I love that sweater. Like I will be really specific if I see someone, you know, and I just think that the the more specific, the better.
1: Number number six, you want to read the other person or read the read the client, whoever um, you're wanting to build rapport with. Pay attention to to them and and, and read them. So too little rapport, and it's going to come off as too cool, like meaning you don't you don't care um, too much, uh, like was described. It's going to You know they're going to be like, okay, get on, get on with it already, right? Get on with it already. Um, We had a a guest at our team meeting, and we don't really have guests a lot. And I was getting messages from people on the team saying, you know, she's not paying attention to your face because it all over your face is get on with it already. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I don't, I didn't mean to be so obvious with it. But it's really important to pay attention to your audience or pay attention to the person you're talking with. Do they want you to speed up? Do they want you to slow down? Do they want you to um or do they like the things you're saying? Right. I mean, it's it, I, I think our society, like one thing that I've had, had to coach some of my agents on is like with people's children, for example, like you don't wanna be all like, I'm speaking from a young mom perspective like be careful with like how much you care about getting to know their kids that can come across to a mom very strangely like so like yes you want to build rapport with the whole family but like they don't you don't want to come across as like a weirdo and so just be careful <laughs> when you're dealing with with family um, to pay attention to the reaction of everyone versus even just one person as well um, which this is a skill it takes time to to get um, but reading other people is super super important
0: well, and you can tell a lot about a person by the way they show up, by the car that they're wearing, with the clothes they have on. I mean, you guys can't True. see me because you're very extroverted today. I've got a very colorful blouse on. I have dangly earrings. Like I look like someone who's open to conversation. And uh, if you're walking to someone's house, if you're in real estate, it's very easy to tell mm-hmm. what they're like, right? And you don't yeah. want to necessarily you know, make a snap judgment about that. But if you really don't know someone and you're walking in cold, you can tell a lot about someone and, and really read that, part, looking at what they're wearing, what their house looks like, what their car looks like, etc. Mm-hmm. So, So, yeah. yeah. yep. So number seven is just an extension of what Sarah was saying, which is you want to show empathy and you want to listen, right? That's the best way to build a rapport. I mean, we've all been at a party, They've sat next to someone and they've just talked endlessly about themselves. And at the end of that conversation, all you really want to do is get up and walk away from that person. And we've also had the other, or someone has thoughtfully asked us questions, listened to us, tried to get to know us better. And we feel very close to that person. And, and it's mainly because of our ego, right? We're sharing some of our stuff. So we want to be that person who's the empathetic listener. And that that means knowing what your customers want before your meeting with them, right? At least have a certain idea of what they want and then of course listening. Um you can, you know, maybe you've got a customer calling in with a complaint. The best thing you can do there is restate their problem or restate the objection so that they know that you heard them. Thank you for telling me that. Such and such happened. I hear what you're saying, right? People just want to be listened to, and uh, and then just be present. Those of us that are in real estate, this is why we. This is why we script. This is the the number one reason why we script is so that we know what to say in the moment, so that we can be present in the moment and really listen to what they have to say. And um, I've heard so many stories of where people. They didn't listen, right? And then they didn't get the business because they simply were in their own head and they weren't listening in the moment.
1: I've never heard that before, Wendy, as the reason why you script. I don't. Where have I been? I've never heard that. Or maybe I wasn't. I have listening. either, actually, Sarah. Now that, that is, now that you're mentioning that, is that. Like one of the most <laughs> things I've ever heard for scripting the reason to script. You know what it's it reminds me of? So oh.
2: smart. Do you guys? well uh, Do any of I your kids have up. they struggled with? No, but it's a real no, I really believe it because if you have any kids, one of my kids has dyslexia and he went to a school for dyslexic students and um, they they we have a lot of parent information nights from that. And they talk about you, you have to train your kids to get so that it's wrote so that they're not constantly having to think about it so that the, at least the reading and the understanding can be wrote so that they can move on to the next level of thinking. And that's that's really what you're saying, like like that the scripts are so that they can truly listen and be present. It makes sense. That's fascinating. No, yeah,
1: that that's brilliant. It, um, we went to see Top Gun last night. Have you guys seen it? Oh my, ten oh, out of ten. We're going to see it this. It weekend. was so I can't wait to see it. <gasps> loved
2: loved oh, loved it.
1: It was so good when when he said, um, "Don't think, do." Like that's why you train so hard. Don't think yes, you thinking will kill you. Like it's like this is the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, that's so extreme, good. obviously, but it was like that's what they believe. With you know, when you're flying flying a plane through a difficult situation, you got to just rely on your training. And so, like your training with scripting and your practicing of scripting will automatically make you teach you to listen more. I love that. So, side is so
2: smart. Side, so smart. Uh, side note: We before all make each other better, eight, which we will. We do. Um, we saw Top Gun and we got home when we got on YouTube and they had a bunch of fighter pilots talking about that movie. And every fighter pilot said every single plane move in that movie we have done. It was that accurate. They said wow. every what wasn't wow. accurate was some of the military, like you have the same guy kind of in three positions. And, you know, like you wouldn't have Tom Cruise come and teach, you know, whatever. But they said the flying was probably 100% accurate. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's yeah. And the Thank fact you. that Tom Cruise flew uh, himself is amazing. Anyway, but I digress. Um, number eight, and this is this is classic. I, this is probably, you know, one of the most important things in building rapport. And it's mirroring and matching. The concept of mirroring and matching your client. Um, this is kind of an NLP um, topic. I, I've been learning mirroring and matching. I, I think I learned it 15 to 20 years ago. So, so what this means is, is you're sort of mimicking their behavior a little bit, right? The classic example of this is when you're when you're sitting across a table from somebody, try crossing your leg and then see if they cross their leg subconsciously usually do. It's really fascinating.
1: You know, if you study like the top tips to do when preparing for an interview, when you're meeting a client like in our world, that's all interviews. So it's like you should follow the same thing and you do research on them as much as you can, you try to mirror the person that you're meeting with. All of those tips are exactly what you're doing when you're building rapport. It's not really that much different, right? Um, and in some instances, it's exactly the same if you're interviewing for a job to help them. So, yeah. Um, well, guys, this was a this was a quick one, um, but we wanted to uh, let you know our six easy plus two bonus uh, <laughs> steps to build rapport. So, number one, be yourself. Number two, be warm and friendly. Number three, remember their name. Number four, find common ground. Number five, give genuine compliments. Number six, read the client. Number seven, show empathy and listen. And number eight, mirror and match your client. So get out there and uh, continue to um, have a big business, but please, please, please don't do that at the stake of your big life. We want you to also have a big life. Thanks guys for joining us. Bye guys.